Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. My name is Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Liza and Adam. Hi. Hey. How is everyone tonight? (laughs) Good, doing good. Okay, so a lot of times, and a lot of Disney fans do this, but we'll sometimes find something that we don't like about Disney World, and we'll complain about it. But the fact is, I want to say like 95% of everything Disney does, I end up either accepting immediately because I think it's a great idea, or I, I end up liking. So we decided to talk about some of the changes we've seen in the last 10 years and the things we really like the most, the things we've liked the most that have happened in the last 10 years. So I'm going to go ladies first. I'm going to start with Liza. Oh, okay. So this probably happened before the last 10 years, but one of my number one things that Disney did right is they don't allow gum in the bar. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Because I cannot deal with gum. Anybody that knows me knows I really don't like gum. I don't chew But see, gum. you don't like the sound of it? I don't like the texture of it. I don't like the sound of it. I don't like the way that it gets on your shoe if you step on it. I don't like the fact that if it gets in your hair, there's a situation at hand. I just don't like it. It's gross. Okay. I think the reason they don't sell it, right, is because it makes a mess. Yeah, because it's gross. Okay. okay, it is gross. Okay, what about you, Adam? Okay, so my number one thing, well, I, it's not number one, I'm not putting anything in order, is magic bands. And I'm not talking about my Disney experience, because there are good things and bad things, everyone's got their opinion, but the idea of a magic band itself, having your ticket, having your um, hotel room key, having a wallet on your magic band... I think is great. You don't have to take, you don't have to carry around extra cards with you. You don't have to worry about carrying a um, real key. Although I know hotels don't have keys anymore. They're just the, you know, credit card style things. Yeah. You don't have to worry about carrying around eight different credit cards or cash if you're not doing cash. That's true. And I, and I like how the fast passes are all in the magic band. So you're not pulling out eight different fast passes for the whole group. Everyone just scans their band. It gives the kids something to do. And now the new Magic Bands 2.0, you could take the little pucks out and you can do whatever you want with them. You can put them on a keychain. You can put them on a lanyard. It's a puck? So, Is that the I think technical, technical term? term. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Adam, I have to say that, that that was actually one of mine too. And I think you put it exactly the same way as I wouldn't necessarily add my Disney experience to that. But the magic bands themselves, they're incredibly convenient. Like, the I remember when they first came out, because I, I actually was down for a Disney conference the week they were released. And they gave them to all the travel agents to use. And a lot of us didn't, you know, oh, gosh, I don't know if I want to wear this thing on my wrist. It's a pain. By the end of the week or however long people were there, they really liked them and embraced them. And I feel like... There's really no downside to these magic bands other than the fact that it does make it a little easier to spend money. Mm, uh, yeah, well, that's true. It does. It does. Yeah. It does, but I like the Christmas party tickets or your Halloween party tickets. They're already on your magic band. So right. used to, you would be kind of nervous, like, oh, I got to have my paper. I have to have my confirmation number. Ah, you know, don't want to lose it. But now it's just, it's on your band. It's got your name in it. You can even get somebody's name, like, not their name and have a funny name put in there. Ha ha ha. Right. 
I always tell people you can put it's it's nine letters. You can put anything you want as long as it's not obscene, which is always an awkward thing to say to like a grandmother, you know, who's like seventy five and probably not going to write anything obscene in her magic band. And if she does, I want to be her friend. But I know. Um, I, know. You know. <laughs> I always wanted to do that, like write something crazy on the inside of my magic band, just to see if anybody would catch on or something. I, I, have heard they don't catch on, to be honest. I know a couple people have put stuff they shouldn't have. Um, you were going to say something, Adam? Yeah, so here's a pro travel tip. You won't hear this on any other podcast. Hey. So you talked about charging things to your room, and it gets you easier to spend money. Yes, that, that right. sort of is true. However, if you are a credit card nerd like I am, and you have credit cards that give you extra points for travel, if you charge everything with your Magic Band to your room... And then the room charge hits your credit card as a travel charge, which it should, because it's a credit, it's a hotel charge. You're going to get your bonus points for that, as opposed to if you just charge either with a credit card or even with cash, you're not getting those bonuses at each store location, at each little kiosk, because you know a a a, um, a churro cart, a pretzel cart is going to be either like considered merchandise or even food. But it's not travel. So if you have huh. a credit card like I do that gives you bonus points for travel, you put it on your band, the charges at the end of the trip hit the hit the card that's on your reservation, it's all travel. I do that all the time, and, I, uh, and that's how you get extra points. If that's what you're doing, if you're into that game like I am, that's, um, that's a little bonus perk for using the Magic Bands. That's actually really smart. I didn't think about it that way because I just assume, like you know, if I if I because I have one of those reward cards for travel, and I just assume that if I use that, like at a kiosk at Food and Wine, it was actually going to count for travel. But I guess it doesn't. I have to actually associate it with the Magic Band. Kind of brilliant. Yeah. So the other nice thing too is like, um, and Liza mentioned, you know, your party tickets and things like that. Also, your Magical Express is on there, which is great because Magical Express is kind of the weakest link, I think, for a lot of for a lot of clients. A lot of times, um, I think Magical Express can be a tough one because people will forget those papers, and it doesn't really matter. You can show up, and they'll they'll put you on the bus, right? Mm -hmm. But it's really easy to just go boop with your little magic band, and they tell you where to go. So that's convenient. Um, okay, um, so. Adam actually had mine, so I'm not going to discuss it because I think Adam covered it pretty brilliantly for me. Um, I'm going to go back to Liza then. Okay, so apparently because I am a custodian at heart, I'm going to go <sighs> with my second one, which is trash cans. Okay. I just think Disney did it right with the trash cans because everywhere I go, I'm always saying to myself, okay, where's the trash cans? Like, they don't have enough trash cans. Right. Because, like, we went to Vegas. I didn't feel like there was enough trash cans. There definitely weren't enough trash cans in Vegas. No. Maybe they were subtly telling us to just throw it on the ground. I have no idea. <laughs> we don't care. It just disintegrates in the air because it's already 475 degrees in it. It is really in hot there. Oven, you like, know. it's 10 o'clock at night. It's 120 degrees. You're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. it's You're in hell. It doesn't matter. Why did I bring a sweater? It's, anyway. Yeah. It's, and it's hot. But 
I'm, I'm just saying Disney really had a lot of thought into that when he planned the park with the no gum and the trash cans. I mean, I don't know. He's trying to make people's lives easier and make it cleaner and make it make it nicer for people well, to go. Disney parks are generally pretty clean. And we do sometimes hear from people who will say, oh, gosh, you know, I was at Magic Kingdom at nine o'clock on a Saturday night and it was messy in the bathrooms. And, you know, we've all encountered that. But yeah. I think for the most part, it really does help to have people have those trash cans so nearby. It isn't something that's happened in the last 10 years. It's been something that they've always done. Yeah, but, but it is it right. something they do right. So They did it right. But, um, and a lot of people, like a lot of other places that we go, they don't do it like that. And you can nope. tell. And it, it makes a difference. It really does. It was even... It was even like that at beaches, because mm -hmm. I remember when we were in Turks and Caicos at the resort, we were like, where's the trash can? And, you yes. know, maybe because, maybe because, um, and they had excellent service there, maybe because they don't really expect people to pick up after themselves, but we're moms, we pick up after everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's true, actually, I'll, I'll be out somewhere and I'll pick, you know, I'll be in a mall and I'll pick up a sweater that someone dropped and uh, put it back on the rack. I mean... You know, they but they didn't have enough trash cans, and I remember we were discussing it that. Yeah, there, because so. you finish your bottle of water, and you like expect to take X amount of steps to get the, to the trash can, because right. that's Disney. Because it's we go, we've been so many times. It's like that's what yeah. we know. So it is kind of ingrained. Mm -hmm. So, all right, Adam, what do you have? All right, number two, and this kind of bounces off of Magic Bands Fast Pass selections on your phone. Again, I'm not talking about mm. my Disney experience per se, that whole 60-day, 30-day window. That's, a, that's an argument for another day. I'm just talking about how when you get a Fast Pass, you can change it on your phone. You can see what time it is on your phone. You don't have to go to some kiosk and figure it out. And when you're getting a new Fast Pass, you can do it on your phone, which is great because now you don't have that designated runner like I usually was to go run around the parks and with everybody's ticket. And feed them in the machine and try to get fast yeah. passes. I think it this way everybody stays together. You're not separating. And I understand everybody's got cell phones, so if you do separate, you can call somebody and find them. But you're not you're not on vacation to be separated. You're on vacation in theory if you like the people you're with. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're so you're you're supposed to be together. So Adam, you need to get married. <laughs> then you'll be like, oh yeah, okay, never mind. I could use ten minutes without this woman. <laughs> <laughs> Please, God, let her go get a Please. fast pass. No, I, I, I think you're right. And I, I think that is also a good point. Again, you're sort of not looking at my Disney experience, which I don't think any of us would say was one of the top things we've you know experienced in the last 10 years at Disney. But I do think the ability to add that extra fast pass after you've used your first three is a pretty good one. Now, I don't know if either of you have heard this, but I remember years ago hearing the great Len Testa speak about the original plans for, you know, Fast Pass Plus and everything, which was to assign, you know, ha allow people to have 12 experiences a day assigned. And that's never happened. I guess the closest we've come is maybe those first three and then a few after that, however you manage it. I know Adam is able to manage, you know, to do that pretty well when I've been with him in the park. But um, I'd like to see something like that where you have even more stuff scheduled and the ability to get it. Because if you're going to make me schedule those three, give me six more, you know, that would be great. But I guess the idea too is that like people aren't necessarily going to commit to that many fast passes. I don't know. Yeah. And then you, 
and then you're keeping blocks of time open for yeah. people that don't show up. Yeah, I guess I guess that just gets back to being able to, you know, kind of control the crowds and everything. And I think I guess that would not work. It's too bad, but you know. All right, I'm gonna do my second one, which is food. I think that if you went to Disney in the '70s, or I never was there in the '70s, but I, I did get to go in the '80s. Um, finally, for Disco Duck, and you weren't there for Disco Duck. No, I wasn't. Well, you know, my parents, just we never got to go on vacations, unfortunately. So I didn't get to go until I was in college. But I remember the food wasn't that great. And I think that one of the things Disney has done in the last decade or so is really improve the food. There are restaurants on property where you could have the same meal at home and you'll be thinking, wow, it was better at Disney. And the fact that a theme park or a, res- or, or a theme park, a resort hotel within a theme park, basically, um, can can do that. I think it's pretty impressive. So I was going to say that too. The um, the quick service and the restaurants and Disney Springs and everything. It's just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. You, with a theme park in general, with Disney parks, you can't get better right. food. You really can't get better food. I mean, all you have to do is go to you know, sorry, Dolly, pardon. All you have to do is go to Dollywood Aww. or frankly. Even Universal, uh, the quick service in the parks at Universal. We love Universal. They have beautiful hotels. I like the rides. The rides are great. The theming at the Harry Potter area is beyond phenomenal. But the quick service food is not comparable to Disney by any means. And their restaurant food, generally speaking, there are a couple great spots to eat. And I know that Liza and I would agree on the same ones probably. Um, there are a couple really great sit-down restaurants, but for the most part, it's pretty pedestrian. And I'm not going to say that about California Grill. I'm not saying that about, you know, chefs or even the Chinese restaurant in Epcot, which everyone slams, is very good. Some of their restaurants, they focus on fresh ingredients, really trendy stuff. Um, if it's going on in the food world, it's going on at Disney. Ways to use ingredients, um, you know, uh, fresher food. I, it's phenomenal. I just can't say enough good things about the food in general. And yes, you know, I'm not talking about places like the, what is that, the Diamond Horseshoe? That's mm-hmm. the worst food I've ever had anywhere. I've bad. said it before. I've eaten in an army mess hall in a tent. <laughs> In the jungle in, you know, Honduras, and I've had better food than I've had at the Diamond Horseshoe. I think you describe it as a uh, lukewarm plate of despair. It was. Well, I mean. a plate of regret. It was a plate of regret. They served this macaroni and cheese that looked like someone had literally sat on it. (laughs) So, I mean, it was like, it was a huge platter of mac and cheese. I was like, what is going on here? I mean, it literally, literally looked that way. It was the worst food I've ever had. So I'm, I'm going to tell you, I mean, there's some bad food on property, but I think you could go about a two minute walk away and go to Tiffin's and eat a few dishes there that are just something you are not going to get anywhere else. And you they're Skipper phenomenal. Canteen? Skipper Canteen. Sorry. Yeah. I Skipper still want to go to Tiffin's. Tiffin's is okay. Tiffin's, stop it right now. That place is so good. And if you go there and order the steak, I will personally have to hurt you because the steak on all those menus is so boring. It's good, but it's boring, right? There's so many good entrees. And I've done it too. You know, I'll order the steak because I'm feeling lazy or whatever. But um, yeah, it's great food. And I could go on and on, but I should instead give this to Liza and 
get her next one. I mean, the food's great. I mean, I do love the food, but yeah. Okay. This is another thing that Disney is doing right. Adding more attractions in Epcot. We needed that so bad. My park thanks you. And everybody's going to enjoy my park a lot more when we have more attractions. Because we really needed that. I mean, Ellen. I get Ellen. And it was funny. And it was great and all. But that was like 20 years ago. I mean, it was time to refurbish that ride. Guardians, I understand it doesn't like feel like it fits there. I feel like it would be better than studios. But at the end of the day... When you're picking fast passes in that theme park, you don't have any options really. And this is going to make it so much better to add the Remy ride or what are they calling it? The Ratatouille ride? Yeah. And I don't remember what it's called in Disneyland Paris. It is an adorable ride and it will be a really nice addition. I'm sure the French are wanting to just cry. You, think? <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, I mean if you're French, do you really want a big rat in a little car representing <laughs> your country? No. no I don't know what thing would prefer, but you know, I mean it's so not French, but it's actually a wonderful ride. Well, it's about so. food and they have like the greatest food, but I just they do. Yeah, they have the you best. You know, do food. you really want a rat associated with your food? I don't know. Chuck E. Cheese. They're, oh, making a, they're making a lot of money. There ever. It didn't he a mouse or a rat? He's a rat. I thought he was a mouse. I think he's a rat. Whatever, he's a rodent. Is a mouse, mouse better than a rat? I'm just thinking, no, no, mice are way better than rats. I'm As a person that worked at the Planet Pets pet store, <laughs> I'm just going to let you know, rats are disgusting. They, um, I'm not even going to go I, into detail. I'm just going to let you know they're bad. Mice, I can um, deal with a mouse. They're kind of cute. Rats, no. <sighs> they are pretty disgusting. They're gross, but I'm gonna... Chuck E. Cheese is a rat. I'm sorry. All right. I'll keep that in mind. That's good to know. But I, I haven't been there in a while, but the twins actually asked to go the other day. I'm like, oh, gosh. Really? Yes. Aww. I don't know why. Aww. My kids are, like, low-key on video games. Like, they're 11, but I could totally see them just, like, like, because we'll go to, like, the bigger kids, like David Busters or whatever, and they're just kind of like, mm, whatever. But for some reason, they enjoy Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know. Well, I it's like it because I finally feel like I'm the king of the arcade because I have, like, this game that I can get too. all the tickets. Right. And then they gather around, and then they're like, what? And I'm like, that's right. Yeah, According I According to Wikipedia, skills. Chuck E. Cheese is a mouse, by the way. I don't believe yeah. it. You can change Wikipedia. that's like my kid my older one is always like wikipedia is not right mom thank god he believes that i'd really hate it if he believed everything he read in wikipedia um anyway back on target adam speaking of food yes mobile ordering oh i knew it god of course (laughs) i mean he likes all the techie stuff he's the king of the mobile stuff like the mobile ordering and the fast passes adam rocks it yes yeah i mean most quick services will accept it in the parks the only thing that stinks about walt disney world is it doesn't take your ap discounts although although now that i think about it most of those quick service places don't take it anyway Mm -hmm. disneyland on the other hand takes every discount and it automatically applies your discount when you mobile order out there just to let you guys know that's but, just because uh, they know what pass holders would do to them. They would riot out there. Pass yeah. holders in Walt Disney World are like, oh, okay. Disneyland, they'd be like, get the torches. So, um, yeah, mobile ordering with, your, you know, with the app, quick service, you cut all that line. It's great. 
You can't beat it. Very true. I'm going to shift away from food, although I love food, and talk about art of animation. I I know I'm very biased because we have had a lot of great vacations there, but I I'm always happy to send clients to art of animation. I think the space that you get, particularly in the suites, I mean, the standard rooms are, you know, they're great, but I, I'm really talking about the suites here. Um, I think the space that you get is phenomenal. Two bathrooms, sleep six very comfortably. Um, mm. The theming is fantastic. The food court is fantastic. The buses, I still maintain, are some of the best on property. And if you really get frustrated, you could just hop a bus you know, at, at the park from Pop and then walk on back. Um, and, of course, they will be getting the gondolas, which I'm not so excited about. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, no. But, well, we'll see. I'm sure we'll end up liking them. But anyway, um, so I think Art of Animation, I think it's a great solution for people with bigger families. I think, you know, you can stay there for less than, well, a little bit less than you could stay, like, in a garden wing room at the Contemporary. Um, yeah, but so you're not getting, I know it's the contemporary, but look, think about all that space. No, but what I'm saying is two bathrooms, two bathrooms, two yeah. full bathrooms. You two can't beat two full bathrooms. No. And there's a lot of nice options there. Like, you know, you can put mom and dad and the kids in a suite and then grandma and grandpa can be and Little Mermaid and still stay in a value resort. They could even go across the lake, which is not really that big, and stay at Pop and get a discount. And I do that all the time. You know, for, for families that are active, for grandparents that are real active and don't mind the walk, they go back and forth. So Yeah, they might want to stay in one of their decades. Yeah, exactly. Reminisce about when they first met. Exactly. So I think that Art of Animation is probably one of my favorite things. I Obviously, I love Grand Floridian Villas. I think they're fantastic, but I don't really stay there. Um, I stay at Art of Animation a lot, and I'm always excited when I can put a family into Art of Animation, and they come back and say, okay, that was the right choice. So, oh, that's always great. Okay. All right, Liza, go ahead. I am going to not be able to read my writing. That's me actually <laughs> like did a chicken write this i have no idea oh hey at least goodness. we have notes this time we're not winging it we are well. so official it's like those people on the news when they have the little papers and they like yeah. click them on the desk like you know well you know what i'm gonna say starbucks this is the deal oh my gosh see get out of my head i didn't gonna say that one but i agree with you yes i'm gonna say starbucks and at first i know a lot of people were like i can't believe they're gonna put this commercialized stuff in our parks and i i think there was a little bit of an uproar about it when it first there was there really was and but i i can't tell you how many times i've utilized the starbucks it's a familiar drink it's something that I know it's going to give me a little pep in my step. I know mm-hmm. it's consistent. They have a good consistency. So you know what you're going to get. I mean, seldom do you get something that's kind of off from what you're used to at a Starbucks. They've got a good, strong cup of coffee. I like it. I'm glad they did it. Can I Can I just say something? Like, even though, like, you have all the stuff that you would normally get at Starbucks, you do have Disney stuff. Because, like, the big issue was when Main Street Bakery switched over to Starbucks, people were like, oh, my gosh, I've been to Main Street Bakery for 30 years now. I went there with my grandpa. I have memories, and you're going to take that away. Well, it basically looks the same, only it's more efficient, I think. And there aren't tables like there were in the Main Street Bakery, which is kind of a downside of it. But, um, 
you know, you have all the little cupcakes and all the little Disney things. You just also have your Starbucks stuff, which I don't know about you, but that lemon pound cake, I don't eat it at home because I feel guilty. But when I'm at Disney, I'm like, I'm going to have one of those, you know? Mm. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's delicious. I I love Starbucks. Let me ask you a question. Can I get, can I use my app there? Because, you know, you talked me into using the app and now I'm like collecting free drinks like crazy. Um, Yes, you can. And you should always use your Starbucks app. And we are not sponsored by Starbucks yet. Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Hello. I don't think Starbucks would sponsor us. I was actually looking know. at the Starbucks I was actually looking at the Starbucks sign today and realizing that those little arm things that the Starbucks lady is holding up, or she's a mermaid, those aren't arms. Um, anyway, okay. Guess I'm what just, I did this week? What did you do? Signed up the Starbucks app. Did uh, you really? See, good job, uh, Adam. Because, because Liza told me to, and I yeah. spent probably like two hundred dollars the past two months at Starbucks and not collecting anything. And I'm like, I gotta just do it. Yes, so it. and it's worth it because Christina will tell you I made her do it, and you get free yeah. drinks. Yep. It's kind of exciting, but then the problem is sometimes because they have little games on there, like you know, if you do this, you can get blank, and then you're like, oh yeah, I need to go to Starbucks unnecessarily. It's all smart. It's yeah. kind of brilliant. And the other reason why I didn't do it because I was afraid I wouldn't get the extra dining points on my credit card, but I'm looking now and I do because when you load up your Starbucks app, they consider that food purchase. So, bam. There you go. Or exactly. I don't really good with his credit card points. He yeah, is. I have more than I can count. To be That's awesome. Let's go to Adam then. Oh, okay. Uh, this is going to be, uh, well, I'm just going to say it. Purchasing Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar. I like how they can expand the movie universe. Uh, what they have, they can expand their platform for the new Disney Plus streaming service that's coming out next year. So they're going to have all different shows, and they can put all the movies on there, including all these Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar movies. I like them adding the rides, uh, like them adding those IPs to parks as rides and attractions. However, I don't like it when they replace certain things. <laughs> mm. I'm an old man like that. Like, I don't like, not that we're supposed to be talking about things we don't, that they did right. I like how they brought that stuff. I really do. I just wish that they would then have their own parks for those things and keep Disney oh, separate like from those things. Yeah. Yeah. They have the, they have 30 acres remaining, whatever the heck it is. There's no reason why they couldn't have built a Star Wars park. Do you know one of the reasons why is that um, some of that land they can't develop? Yeah, I know. They have, like, some wetland land, but they have enough land to build a Star right, Wars park. Right, I'm sure. Just, I think most of the reason why is because they it's easier just to add the two rides and then add as right. the units go on. They could get that up faster off the ground. Then if they build a whole new park from scratch, that would take... You know, five to ten years from now. Oh my gosh, so, it'd be a mess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. In Disneyland, out in California, they don't have a lot of land. I kind of don't like Star Wars being in Disneyland. I kind of wish it again it had its own spot. But mm-hmm. that's an argument for another day. I'm glad. I am glad that they bought those because a, their competitors didn't buy those. Uh, right. Those properties, and b, it at least adds to the entertainment factor that we're all looking for. So. Well, and I, I kind of feel that um. I'll never understand the Avatar acquisition. 
You know, to me, it's just you take something that absolutely no one really cared about. I mean, it was an exciting movie when it came out visually, but I think people didn't really connect to it otherwise. And nobody really cares about it right now. Um, And I will tell you that I, I can't. I have not had a client yet. Nope, that's not true. I had a client who was crazy about Avatar. But I have a lot of clients, and I I will tell you, out of all of them, the consensus almost always is, I want to go see Animal Kingdom because it's beautiful, and it is, and the animals, and I want to ride Flight of Passage, but I don't care about Avatar. Every single one except this one client has said something like that. So to me, I mean, Avatar was just kind of crazy, but then they get this opportunity to get Star Wars, and it's like, I mean, it has to be a reaction. Like, Avatar had to happen because of Harry Potter, right? Like Yeah, so they didn't buy Avatar, they just like, well... Yeah, they didn't buy Avatar. They just bought a license to put right. the theme, put the bride in their theme parks, just like how Universal bought the license for Harry Potter. Because in theory, Warner Brothers oh, owns yeah. Harry no, Potter, I mean, right? And then right, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying, you know, from if you just look at it from the standpoint of okay, you know, Universal has Harry Potter. Oh Disney yeah, lost out on that. And so they overreact and they buy the first thing that comes along. It And I've always compared it to, it's like a guy who gets dumped and he jumps in the first relationship he can find. Mm. And then he's stuck with Avatar. He doesn't really like Avatar. Uh. And his whole family's going, oh, you know, Avatar's not really right for you. And um, but he's going to stick with it. And I feel like, you know, they they went ahead and they they were stuck with Avatar. Then Star Wars and Marvel and everything else that was better came along. But they were stuck with Avatar. Yeah. So they had to kind of commit to that because nobody cares about Avatar. And it's kind of a shame. I shouldn't say it. But I'm just saying as as someone who works with clients every single day, I don't have a client who's excited about it, but that one little old lady. Well, it's kind of like... she did not seem like the type that would be excited about Avatar. She was absolutely obsessed. It's like you're dating this guy, but you don't really like him that much. Well, right. you did like him a little bit, but then it's like, I'm over it. But then you find out he has a terminal illness and you can't break up with him now. <laughs> is Avatar a terminal illness? Avatar well, is a terminal illness. <laughs> it is because they bought... Fox and his fo- Avatar is loaded in that Fox acquisition. Oh, so not only were they making more Avatar movies, but now oh, Disney owns all those rights for the Avatar movies and and theme park rights and etc. So we're going to be getting most likely we're going to be more Avatar. Avatar was the highest grossing film, is the highest grossing film of all time, and it that ride still commands crazy lines. It well the ride is phenomenal, the but the there's. Best. There's nothing like it anywhere. And and people will say to me like, "Oh, you know, sh- you know, I I'm only there for 4 days and I know that it's hard to get a fast pass for a Slinky Dog and Avatar. Which one should I do?" And I'm like, "You can wait in line for 45 minutes for Slinky Dog, which is a great attraction." Yeah. But you don't want to wait 2 hours for Flight of Passage, but if you don't get that fast pass, you should do it anyway because it's that good. But once they're done with Flight of Passage, they might, if they're foodies and if they're health conscious, they might want to eat in the restaurant, Satuli Canteen. They might want to eat there. Mm. But then they leave. They really don't. It's yeah, not. Yeah, there's nothing else to do there. What are you going to do? Like bang on some weird plant that looks like a planter's wart? I mean, yeah. I'm like, why are we oh rubbing God. on the planter's wart? I don't understand. <laughs> like, that's what it reminds me of. You know, now I've got to go look. I mean, you know, 
You know, you're probably right. I mean, like, because you are always right about this stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, what's googling it. <laughs> the other thing is, it's like when you go into Pandora, um, you know, when you go into that land, it does sort of, I don't, Animal Kingdom to me is like visually, it's such a stunning park. And then you go into this land and it's really just a continuation of that with a few fake plants and things and fake planters warts. Yes. Um, thrown in. But I mean, it's not like, I don't know. It's not. Well, that mountain thing's impressive. Like with the waterfall, that thing's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. I mean, but I mean, that whole park is gorgeous like that. I mean, and that, I think that is one thing that people kind of don't notice to like people who skip, Animal Kingdom are really missing out because there's some phenomenal theming. But I mean, I don't know. I, I just love Animal Kingdom. I really do, I just, but there's not enough to do in that land. Yeah. You know what? Star Wars Land is gonna be Galaxy's Edge is gonna be amazing. I think it'll be amazing even for someone like you that doesn't like um Star Wars. But I think it's going to be a different kind of this is a real attraction. I don't think Pand- Pandora is an afterthought except for that ride. If they didn't have that ride, the ride's bad that the guy moment. would have dumped – you would have dumped that sick, sick boyfriend. Let me put it that mm, way. Man, yeah, but that's a tough call, you know? Yeah, it really is. But whatever. Yeah, you're really stuck. Well, you're stuck with that. You know, everybody told you Avatar was wrong for you, but you stayed in it anyway because you're yeah, stubborn. Yeah, um, <laughs> Related to that, I'm going to say for me – one of my best things Disney has done in the last 10 years is Toy Story Land. I think that people connect so much with that movie, and I've said it before. If you're Adam's age, you grew up on that movie. Mm. That was probably one of the first movies you saw when you were a little kid, right? Aww. The first one that came out. And, yeah, that's 94. Yes, yeah, so I was four years old. Right. Yeah. You were like a little guy. Aww. You saw that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you're a parent, you know, like I was too old, I didn't obviously grow up with that movie, but if you're a parent, my kids all did. And I remember that was the, the, the last one, Toy Story 3 was the first movie I ever took all three kids to. I took them on myself. It was a disaster. <laughs> um, you know, there's just this connection, but it's not just the connection and the things that it's very evocative of like lots of things that parents think and mm-hmm. grown kids are going to think and the kids who are little, who are thinking it, you know, cause they're experienced sitting it for the first time in a different way obviously but I mean there's opportunities for selling merchandise you're going to sell merchandise like crazy in there unfortunately there are no indoor shops but selling merchandise like crazy the rides are they have three rides in there and there are varying degrees of accessibility I mean that coaster is not a baby little kid coaster by any means so that's fun there's some thrills on that Um, you've got Toy Story Mania, which anybody can do. And then you've got Ailing Swirling Saucer, which is super fun for little kids. So I think that whole land really kind of has something for everyone. And just visually, it's beautiful. I'm a terrible photographer, and I will tell you, you can't take an ugly picture in there. It's just the colors just pop, mm. even on a rainy day. So I think they did a good job with it. Picking Toy Story was a good, good call. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Liza, what do you have? Okay, one thing that I think Disney got right, and I know people do gripe about it, but it's still super convenient, is their transportation, internal transportation system. And Oh, I agree. Yeah, I know that the buses can be a pain. I know that the lines can be long. I know it can be a little bit of an inconvenience, but the convenience that it is outweighs the inconvenience for the most part because when you're coming from all over the world, all over the country, they provide the service to you while you're staying there that gets you from point A to point B and pretty efficiently for what it is. I mean, the place is huge. You can't get a bigger theme park than Disney World, I don't think, unless Shanghai is bigger, but I'm not sure of that. No. No, I mean, the whole, I mean, you know, if you look at the fact that there's 47 square miles, maybe it's 46. I don't know. It's People a lot. Debate that. It's a lot. When you look at how big Disney World is and how efficient the system is, it's fantastic. Now, a lot of times I will take my own car or I will use Uber. I haven't used a minivan yet because I'm way too cheap. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can't beat it. And it's it's super simple. Like when like a lot of times I'll have first timers and they're very nervous about it, but they never have issues with it once they're down there. You know, it's pretty rare that somebody can't figure out how Disney buses work or monorail or whatever. So I agree. All right. What about you, Adam? What do you have next? Uh, to bounce off, this isn't mine, but to go off with Liza. Magical Express, free transportation yeah. from the airport, can't beat it. And yeah, they take your bags and everything? How cool is yeah. that? Like Isn't magic. that the best thing ever? Yeah, as long as your flight doesn't arrive before 6 o'clock, at least before whatever. No, it's just, 11. It's 11. Oh. Or is it oh. 10? Maybe it's 10. I don't remember. Yeah. But if it's late, take your bags. If it's not... Yeah, I always tell clients if it's 6 o'clock, go ahead and just pick them up because you don't want kids sleeping at 11 o'clock at night and having someone knock on the door. Unless, of course, you know, you're it's adults. That's not such a big deal, but for little kids. Okay, uh, why don't you tell us what you've got, Adam? All right, so this comes with an asterisk. Uh-huh. The, talking, the talking Mickey that you could meet and greet, as well as all the talking characters in the shows. Yeah. That technology is amazing, how they're able to move around, dance up and down, and, and move their mouth and, eyebrow, and, and wink their eyes and ears and everything to sync up with, you know, recordings of their voices it's an actress though because they took away talking mickey meet and greet in the magic kingdom now it's just a regular mickey that doesn't talk i know yeah. i don't like that i think what do you mean you don't like it i don't i don't even I like talking mickey did you ever meet talking mickey yes. because i did not yes, okay did. Oh. my kids met talking mickey and we had a good time with it and i recorded them oh. talking to talking mickey and i thought it was cool too you know when things like that happen in disney and that's another reason why i like disney because sometimes you turn into, like, a kid, too. Like, you're like, whoa, Mickey, look how cool that is. And then you kind right. of get impressed with what they're doing. And and then you kind of forget that you're old and you're getting <laughs> AARP memberships in the mail. Oh, stop. That has not <laughs> happened And, like, to you they're asking me if I've thought about my barrel plot yet. Cause oh, have you gotten one of those? Yeah. I've gotten one of those, too. And the other day I also got one for... Uh, elder care (laughs) like and I don't know if it was for me or they assumed it was for you know like a parent or something but I was like what yeah I don't need that well that's what I mean like you just forget about it and then you're like oh it's a talking mouse and 
And I'm yeah. just like back to being a kid with my kids. And it's cool. I like that they do that. I don't like that they took away my talking Mickey because I have a lot of clients. I've got to be honest. They weren't happy about that. I don't think any of mine complained about it. But I, the thing that I thought was sort of clever, not, not so much a talking Mickey because, you know, I'm like with characters, I'm like, go away, just whatever. But, you know, I liked the idea that your magic band would cue people in when you walked into the park and people would say occasionally, hi, Chris, or hi, or whatever. They don't really do that. I think that was supposed to happen, but I, I'm sure logistically it's just like a complete nightmare. The one thing I, I like and I will say, and I'm not one of these like DVC owners who's obnoxious, obnoxious, I should say. Um, but um, I do like when I scan my magic band, when I go into the park and it goes from purple to green. Because if you have a magic band, or sorry, if you have DVC, it lets them know when you go into the park and it gives you one color and then you get green for your magic band. So I think that's kind of fun. It just makes me feel like like less of a sucker. No, I'm kidding. Did you know that at the spas... You get a different colored robe if you're a DVC owner. What color is it? It's like a teal blue. Really? Yeah, well, and then the regular kinda... people get like would... a white one. Why would they do that, though? Oh, I mean, teal. like, yeah, I, I don't. I kind of want the white one anyway. It's more classic. Well, you could tell them when you get in there because cause they asked, are you a DVC member? I says, no, what does it matter? And they said, oh, and then they showed me the, the, the locker of the, of the um, DVC robes with the nice oh, embroidery you're talking about a robe yeah, yeah for robe. some reason i thought you were saying magic band and i'm like oh no i would like the white robe too so i'm going to say that i will probably never need a teal robe because i'm just not going to the spa okay i'm gonna go with my last one and that's the way that disney has decided to co-op a lot of social media trends a lot of things that they see on pinterest on etsy and kind of bring that into the park. You know, the purple wall was not Disney. That was just guests and cast members, maybe like the college program kids taking pictures, putting them on Instagram. Disney used to, Disney had to catch up with social media. I can remember when I started blogging about Disney like 10 years ago. They really didn't have a strong social media presence. It was the fans that were kind of leading that. And so they're, they were probably for a long time, you know, years behind every and you know how things work with social media i mean like one thing's hot one day and then it's gone disney took a while to catch up and they took a while to figure it out i think it's interesting how in the last few years in particular they've kind of co-opt a lot of things that are going on that fans are doing and they kind of are are bringing that into the parks themselves i think that's very interesting um I think it makes fans feel more connected. You know, the t-shirts that you see, you go on Etsy like, you know, five years ago and there'd be like some crazy t-shirt that someone made up. Well, now it's in the parks, you know, or the best day ever, the most expensive day ever kind of thing. You know, Disney's doing that stuff now because that's what people want. But I think it's sort of interesting to see fan-driven kind of trends being picked up by Disney. Mm -hmm. It is cool. As a fan, I still prefer fan accounts on Instagram, on Facebook, over official Disney accounts. Sorry, Disney. I just think that there, there's a different energy and vibe. And while I will go to a Disney Facebook page for the actual facts and things that I need to know for sort of different kind of things, I'm going to go to fan, like a podcast. Yeah, exactly. So. Hello. 
but yeah so the, yeah the etsy etsy is definitely cool but i do notice that disney does pick up like you said like the ears and the different yeah. trends that people are doing with yes. the ears and for flower and garden i was seeing the different stuff that disney had out and it reminded me it was like reminiscent of etsy Right. I mean, there might just be some girl, you know, there were, there are a couple of girls local to Orlando that are doing like a lot of, um, like you said, with the ears and now Disney's doing it too. Mm -hmm. I just, I think that's really interesting. And it's nice for people who are artists and who are talented to kind of see, you know, the, the wider kind of interest in their work and stuff like that. So yeah, it's that's cool. just, fun. but I think, you know, and I think a show like this is good because I mean, you know, like I said at the beginning as Disney fans, we do kind of complain sometime, but I mean, we love Disney and you have to, and we, we limited ourselves to five things. We could have each done 20, you know, very easily. No, we didn't add my Disney experience to that. We do. I don't know, guys. I kind of like it about most of the time. But eh. like, I just tried to make a reservation for California Grill and it didn't work. But you know, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Aww. Well, it, I, yeah, it threw me out. Um. Anyway, so okay. That's another show. <laughs> yeah. It. You know what? It, it. It's good most of the time. It does what it's supposed to do. Um. Okay. All right. Any last thoughts? Disney, we love you. We want to have your baby. I want to have your love <laughs> child, Disney. <laughs> You're not Don't a terminal illness. <laughs> I'm not going to make you up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Like Pandora. Yeah. We're so weird. I mean, we have a problem. We do okay. have some issues. All right. I want to thank everyone for joining us. I want to thank both of you for staying so late. We had Skype issues earlier, and it is now actually midnight. Hey. So thank you so much. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a private Facebook group. We talk a lot about Disney on there. Well, that's all we talk about. But you could talk about other things because we're those kind of people. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you like us, subscribe and give us a good yeah. review on iTunes. Yeah, we won't hate you. We'll, be, we'll, we'll actually be really happy about it. And we're everywhere on social media except Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll figure it out one day. It's about turtles, right? It is. It's about snapping turtles in North okay. America. It's like a National yeah. Geographic channel. <laughs> you could hurt your fingers, kids. Be careful <laughs> with the Snapchat. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. And please join us again. Bye. Bye. <laughs>